everything's changing so fast these days, and that's a great thing. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load on our desktop computer. But now, there's the Xfinity 10G network. That means the fastest internet, with faster speeds rolling out every day. And internet that can power a house full of devices at once with ultra-low lag. So, while one person streams a movie from their room, another can play video games in the basement, while another TikToks in the kitchen. It's the next-generation 10G network, only from Xfinity. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. Spring deals at Ross will have you saying, it's a yes for me. Say yes to trending looks like tube tops, dad shorts, and miniskirts for less than online, or vintage tees and beach shorts for a weekend getaway. With all the styles to choose from, there's a yes around every corner. Because saving money and looking good is what you do. It's a yes for you and your bank account. Hit up Ross for your certified yes for me moment. I have an interesting episode for you today. I think you are going to love it. Today, I'm talking with Liz Warner. And Liz is a woman who has combined her passions of change making and adventure to launch something called Run to Reach. Run to Reach is an 18-month marathon fundraising campaign with the goal of running 30 marathons in 30 different countries before turning 30 in June of 2020. She's aiming to raise $100,000 to support local women's empowerment organizations in each country visited. Okay, crazy, right? Like this is just the most unique, insane amazing like 30 marathons 30 countries okay we're just gonna dive into this episode and you get to meet Liz and hear all about her story and what this challenge has looked like for her let's dive in you're listening to she with Jordan Lee Dooley a personal development podcast for the everyday woman come invited leave ignited here's your host Jordan Lee Dooley Hey, Liz, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to get to hear your story. Thank you so much for having me on. Absolutely. I would love, uh, I gave a little bit of a background or just a little bit of an intro in the beginning of the episode, but I would love if you, from your own experience, can share a little bit about your background. Have you always been a runner? Have you always run marathons? Where has this um, idea originated? What's what's your story? What's your background? Of course. Okay, I'll try to sort of um, distill everything in um, a few sentences. I'll try. Uh, so I grew up playing the sports squash. I'm originally from Atlanta, Georgia. And about at the age of 21, 22, I got really burnt out with squash. And I started running um, almost, yeah, around seven years ago, right soon after my father actually suddenly passed away. And like for many people, running really became my coping mechanism, going through this really heavy grieving process following his death. Um, I was never really driven by competition with running. Rather, it felt like the hour or few hours of my day that I could be fully present with my thoughts. And yeah, I mean, running just has always been sort of a form of meditation for me. And so almost a year after my father's death, right after I, I started running, um, I moved to Japan kind of on a whim. I didn't speak the language nor knew a single soul living there, but I picked up my life and moved and it was there in Tokyo that I signed up for my first marathon. And yeah, when I think back to some of the most transformative months of my life, it was really spending, you know, the endless amounts of hours training for this first marathon 
and really proving to myself that I could do something unthinkable. Like even before this point, I never really considered myself a runner and um, yeah, ultimately crossing the finish line of my first marathon in Tokyo in 2013, it just gave me this surge of confidence and um, yeah, it was the first time I'd ever experienced anything like that in my life before. Wow. I ran one half marathon in my life and thought that I felt yeah. like you do feel very empowered after you finish something like that. And it was funny yes. because I signed oh my up for God. it. I signed up for it and I didn't realize um, that it was a trail run when I signed up. So I get there and I'm like, oh climbing, my God, climbing like hills and mountains uh. and trails. And I was like, okay, this is not what I anticipated. But that's my extent of running experience. So I am very impressed. Yeah. But I 100% agree with you. There is like that freedom and empowerment, I guess that you, or that, what do they call it? Do they call it like a runner's high or something? <laughs> yes. Yes. It's a real absolutely. thing. It's a real thing. I Big wish I could time. get it back is... into it, but. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I, did you, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I'm curious, like from that, what made you decide to do this specific run to reach challenge, you know, uh, campaign that you've created? Yeah. You know, I knew all of this time that my love for running in different countries across so many different cultures, because even before I started Run to Reach, I had already run 10 marathons um, in 10 different countries. And so I've, it's always, you know, running for me has been also experiencing different cultures and traveling to different places. Mm -hmm. So all of these experiences um, really obviously contributed so much to my own journey of personal development and self-discovery. Yet there was always, you know, after I finished almost every marathon, there was always this tingling feeling I felt in my gut um, after each race that, you know, how could I, you know, leave a positive social impact on some of the countries I was running and equal to their effect on me? Mm -hmm. um, I always just felt like, you know, especially I'd been traveling to run in marathons in Myanmar and some really fascinating countries. And, you know, I'd sort of just go there and run and leave. And I, I always felt like I wanted to sort of, get back in a way that these, you know, this whole running experience and, and experiencing all these cultures has, has given to me. Hmm. So like a true light bulb moment that you really only ever see happen in cartoons, uh -huh. um, as it always happens, uh, you know, the idea of run to reach popped in my head. It was actually right after getting married, I was on my honeymoon. Hmm. And uh, yeah, the overriding emotion I was feeling, I guess, during this moment was one of setting new intentions and not of settling down, but instead, you know, diving into some kind of crazy adventure that mm. involved positively impacting the world outside my own personal bubble. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, all of these new life objections I sort of set for myself materialized into this one simple idea of, you know, what if I ran 30 marathons in 30 countries before I turned 30? Uh, so I'd already, like I mentioned before, I completed 10 marathons at the time. So I had 20 left to go in about 18 months. But um, the big idea behind this project was that in each of the final 20 countries in which I would run, I would raise awareness and fundraise for a cause or charity that was leading some notably impactful work uplifting women in their local communities there. Hmm. I am so inspired by that. I'm like, how, okay, I want to know, like, how did you go from idea to implementation? Because what's been the process of 
okay, I'm going to be training for these marathons. I'm going to be running them. But from the financial, you know, fundraising campaign side of things, what has that looked like? Have you felt like that has gone how you envisioned it? Has it been more challenging than you anticipated? What does that actually look like? Yeah, that is definitely. So what was so tough about this project too, I really had only two months to plan everything Um, because I decided on my honeymoon, okay, I'm going to do this. And then I came back to Paris where I'd been living and I quit my job. Um, And yeah, you know, I think that was in retrospect, very challenging to only have that limited amount of time Mm -hmm. to, to plan everything from A to Z. And, you know, even in terms of just planning out, funding and and um you know I I had to choose all the different organizations I was going to be working with so um you know I think actually one of the most challenging aspects of the project is not actually the running or the training it's mm-hmm. it's been really sort of the back end side of everything you know the marketing um reaching out to sponsors uh you know coordinating with all the organizations because the hard part too is you know, I guess it's been a blessing and a curse. Like it's been so beautiful to work with so many NGOs during this project, but it's also tough because there are just, it's, you know, I've worked with 18 up until this point Mm -hmm. and, you know, I'm sort of putting the same amount of effort into reaching out to them, you know, researching what they do, coordinating with them, traveling to the country to meet with them. And so it's just a lot of work that has Mm -hmm. sort of gone on in the background that has been really, really tough. Mm -hmm. I'm Roman Mars, host of 99% Invisible. I'm excited to be teaming up with Lexus GX and SiriusXM on some very special 99PI episodes. We're heading to some of the cities in the U.S. that have special meaning for me and exploring the ways that these cities marry form and function. To learn more about the Lexus GX and SiriusXM and Lexus vehicles, visit Lexus.com slash GX and SiriusXM.com slash Lexus Trial. The all-new Lexus GX. Live up to it. Check out the 99% Invisible feed now and listen to these special episodes. With two little kids, I do most of my shopping online now, but it can be so hard to shop for things like clothes online because I never know if I'm getting good quality until it arrives. The game changer, upgrading to high quality, affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have luxury essentials that transition from one occasion to the next, and I stayed on budget. Quince has so many options to choose from, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. One of my favorite items from Quince is the silk pajamas I got. They are so high quality, luxury pajamas, but not at a luxury price tag. And I just feel like they don't even compare to some of the other pajamas that I have bought online or that I've bought um, just at various different stores. And like, these are incredible. (laughs) Indulge in affordable luxury by going to quince.com slash she for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash she to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash she. Everything is changing so fast. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load. But now with the Xfinity 10G network, you can power a house full of devices at once with ultra-low lag. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. 
Thrive Market is a go-to for all your grocery and household essentials, and the convenience of getting everything online then quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories, and you can use their on-site filters to suit your lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low-sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with just a few clicks. And when you shop Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one for one membership matching program. You join and they give. I use Thrive Market every single month. I get our dish detergent, dish soap, and various other just basic household essentials that are low-tox and non-tox ingredients. And it is the easiest way to get all of my favorite clean items sent right to my door at an affordable price, I should add. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash she for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash she. Thrivemarket.com slash she. Okay, Liz, I have to ask, um, what are some of the places that you've run so far? You've been to, now you've told me you've done 28 marathons, 28 countries, is that 28 different countries? Like, where have you been? Tell us a couple of your places. Yes, that's it. So, yes, 28 countries so far. And, you know, I initially really wanted to run across all seven continents, but unfortunately, the marathon in Antarctica was a bit too out of my budget. But I really tried to choose very peculiar places that were a bit off the beaten path. So um, some exciting ones definitely included running in the depths of the jungle in Sierra Leone and West Africa, um, in the central highlands of Afghanistan, which is probably one of my favorite marathons, actually, um, between these beautiful glacial lakes in Mongolia and my most recent one, which is on a very remote island in Yemen. Um, oh, wow. But yeah, really beyond uh, the, the running and NGO focus of this project, it's also been you know, run to reach, I've really wanted to challenge the rigid bias narratives that often ostracize a lot of people that are living in some of these countries like Afghanistan or um, even Egypt. And so um, in many ways, this journey has been about exposing people to these beautiful cultures that they might never really get to imagine from reading really negative headlines in the media. Hmm. That's so interesting and so cool. I mean, Yemen, uh, Afghanistan, I mean, just thinking through the different places just that you just listed here, and I know there's more, it's so interesting to me and so cool. I mean, as someone who loves to travel and would love to experience so many of these countries, it's neat to get to. I've been following, I just recently followed you on Instagram, checked out what you were doing, and um just looked at through some of your photos and I was like, wow, you don't really, I mean, who's taking these photos? That's one thing I'm curious about too. <laughs> oh my God. It's like, I really have had to get creative during this whole process. I mean, when I'm home in Paris, I'm, yeah, my poor husband, I put him to work sometimes, but yeah, traveling, I, I carry around a little GoPro with me. And so I like sometimes set it up and just take these, you know, oftentimes the place that I'm running, they're really picturesque, mm-hmm. um, beautiful, um, places. So it's, it's pretty easy to get a good shot, honestly. And I would ask people on the side of the roads, like sometimes if I'd be with a guide, I would ask the guide. So it just would have to, I would have to get very creative. Hey, well, you're doing a great job. It looks great. That's awesome. 
I can imagine. I'm like, wow, beyond just the physical endurance that has to come, there's that fundraising endurance, I think, that has to come and all of the actual work that goes into that. It sounds so awesome, but yeah. I, and it is awesome, but it's anything worth doing is is difficult in many ways. So thank you for being transparent about that, but also thank you for doing it because it's so interesting and inspiring to get to hear. And I'm really intrigued about what you shared regarding the fact that you left your job. So did you like that job? Was it a job that you had been wanting to leave? What was the, you know, what made you decide to take the plunge and and just go for it? Yeah, I definitely was feeling, you know, I was feeling, I was definitely at a transition point in my life where I felt stagnated by my career path. I'd always done sort of the same sort of thing for almost eight years since I graduated college. Um, I've been working in, in marketing communications for a number of different companies. And Yeah, you know, I just, I was not happy at my job. I actually, when I decided to take on Rentreach, I was, I had this big meeting with my old company of whether I was going to extend my contract or not. So it was sort of at this perfect timing where, hey, you know, I do actually have an opportunity to have a clean break. And um, even better, you know, when I started Rentreach, I was still hoping to do a bit of freelance work on the side to just keep financially afloat during this whole beginning part of the project um and you know my old company we sort of negotiated and I still work for them a little bit um but you know again I just think I I'm a pretty impulsive person I guess um I should mention but I just felt ready to do something that you know really scared me and you know at the end of the day it's it's doing what I love most, which is traveling and running and, and trying to help others along the way as best as I can. And, and really, you know, this whole run to reach journey has been, you know, how do I find some of these amazing organizations sort of empathize with the cause? And it's really just been a journey mm. about, you know, learning, listening and shining light on some incredible organizations that are doing such notable work in, in each of these countries that, quite frankly, I knew very little about about before I started um, this whole project. Mm. So, Wow. Wow. Amazing. Okay. I have to ask though, I think this is really coming up as you're sharing this journey with everything that's gone on in the world with COVID-19 and how much that has changed everyone's lives. um, Has this changed your plans in any way? Are you still aiming for the goal that you had or have you had to adapt? What does that look like for you? Yeah, so it's changed everything quite a lot. So I, up until this point, I've completed 28 marathons. And oh, wow, my you're final so close. Two, I'm so close, really. And, you know, I feel so grateful to have gotten this far. And it's, um, so it was actually when, when the world was sort of starting to close down and all of the, you know, travel bans were going into place. I was actually in Yemen oh, wow. uh, mid last month in, uh, yeah, mid March. And, you know, when I luckily I made it back to Paris in time before the borders closed, but I received a number of messages from friends and family just being like, you know, Liz, it's okay if you postpone this project. Mm-hmm. No one's gonna like hold it against you. But I think, you know, the the motto I've been really trying to live by throughout this whole journey is just, you know, to make some strong lemonade out of lemon situations and to really embrace the possibilities that can sort of sprout from some of the most miserable situations. Mm-hmm. And so I decided, you know, I'm going to keep going. I want to finish my goal still um, to complete 30 marathons before June 8th. And um, so I'm actually for the 29th marathon, I'm planning a big around the world virtual race. Hmm. So I will be running in Paris, but I've invited 
runners from truly around the world. I mean, I had someone today just sign up from Bhutan and Djibouti oh, wow. and um, to get them involved in the project. And it's actually been a beautiful silver lining in this whole situation because, you know, like most of these marathons, I would just go there by myself, mm-hmm. work with the NGO, meet with the NGO, run the marathon. And now it's like this really inclusive, you know, beautiful way to sort of bring people together with you know, for rent reach. So, um, so I'm actually really grateful that not grateful that this is all happening, but, um, I actually think that this is a stronger, more powerful way to end the project. Mm. So, um, if anyone is yeah listening and wants to join as well, also with, um, I just launched a big last fundraising campaign to try to get 2,600 people to donate $26 ahead of my final 26 miles. Mm. Um, so, you know, I've, I've launched this and I'm just, I'm trying to keep the momentum going. Um, and yeah, I only have really a month left to complete everything. Wow. Wow. Okay. First of all, I, I love that idea to do the virtual around the world race and include so many other people and make it an ex- inclusive e- effort. That's actually really cool. And you probably wouldn't be doing that otherwise. So it's, I love that you said make lemonade out of lemons because that's literally what you're doing. And I also wonder in the midst of all these changes, you had mentioned that you were hoping to raise $100,000 in support of local women's empowerment organizations in the country that you run in. Since all of this has changed due to what's going on, are you still aiming to raise that amount? Have you, you know, what, what made you, you know, tie this into your marathon challenge and have you, have you had to adjust your goal a little bit? Are you still aiming for that? What does that look like? Yes, I definitely am still aiming for that. And by no means do I think I might actually reach that goal by the time I finish. But, you know, this is an ongoing process. And even though I'm wrapping up these marathons, hopefully by June 8th, when I turn 30, I still am going to be hopefully fundraising for all these organizations. And um, like I mentioned before, with this whole new fundraising campaign to try to get 2,600 people to donate $26. You know, it's really the small donations that are making a really big difference. And I really hope that, you know, going forward in the next few months, I can continue to sort of campaign and, and get people to donate, you know, at this time to $26 is actually a large amount Mm -hmm. and any contribution made, you know, it's, it's, I appreciate it truly beyond words because I know it's such a stressful period now to, to take care of yourself, let alone, you know, care about others. But um, it's definitely been the biggest driver of this project for me is to try to raise as much money as I can for these incredible organizations that I come into contact with. And, and, you know, they've really shaped my entire experience. Um, So, so yeah, I mean, that's still a huge goal for me. I'm not, I hope I will make it there, but um, I'm going to definitely continue to push for it for sure. That's awesome. That is awesome. Okay. I am curious what you would tell women who are wanting to do something similar. Maybe it's not running. Maybe it's not fundraising. Maybe it's different, but it's reaching a goal that they've been dreaming about, but that just feels kind of out there or just you know, difficult for other people to understand or different from what they've done, but it's a big goal that they've been dreaming about starting on and tackling. What would you say to someone in that position? No, I would tell them that there will never be a right time in your life to pursue this dream. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, do not wait for something in your life to prevent you from actually going for it. I think you just need to live your life now. And again, when I started Friends Reach, I had two months to plan everything. Mm -hmm. I was not 
financially in a position really to take on this project. And I just think sometimes you need to take risks and do the things that love, not only that you love, but also scare you. Mm. And ultimately, um, you know, this is how we continue to evolve and grow. And I mean, that's always been a huge goal of mine just in life is to just not aim to sort of achieve any sort of stability or comfort, but to continue to push yourself to to grow and live your life a little bit out of your comfort zone. And, um, but yeah, I guess I would just tell them that there's never a good time and that you just need to live your life for now. Hmm. So good. So good. Um, okay. Last question is, do you have a practical, maybe first or second step that you can give to someone who is wanting to, like you said, live their life now, go for it. Um, what would you say would be a practical, maybe first step to get out of their comfort zone and just go for it? What if they're like, okay, I want to do this. What do I do first? You know, is it, uh, learn from someone else that's done it? Is it, you know, what does that look like? And what would you say is a very doable first step to begin taking those steps outside their comfort zone? Yeah, I think, you know, for me, especially if you have, quote unquote, a crazy idea you're thinking of pursuing, I think it was really important for me at the very beginning to find one or two people who really supported me and um, who I could really lean back on when the times really got tough and I wanted to give up. I think that's really, really important to, to, yeah, to have, you know, if that's your partner or, you know, really good girlfriends, because you're, you are going to be telling your crazy idea to many people and they're going to be giving you blank stares and Mm. you're sort of always searching for that validation. Um, You know, you should be doing this and you're not always going to get that. So I think really just creating a, a small, but very strong support system that can help you and that can, you know, can lift you up when you're feeling really down. To me, that has been, you know, instrumental in my journey, um, having those few people that have, you know, just really kept me on my path and um, always sort of reminded me what I was doing had a much greater purpose than just my journey. So, um, so yeah, so find your core group of, of, um, you know, strong supporters and, other advice too I mean I think you really need to limit for myself I put you know I definitely set some really high expectations ahead of my project and I think any piece of advice I would give is just to limit your expectations because things will obviously never turn out as you imagine it especially with a big risky undertaking that you're thinking of of really pursuing and I think any added expectation is just going to put so much more pressure on yourself. And they're definitely, I think the lowest point for me over the past year with this project has just been when I put so much pressure on myself with certain expectations I set with, you know, fundraising goals or mm-hmm. just everything like exposure I wanted to get for the, for the project. And it's just, you know, things happen sort of, it is definitely a mix of hard work and luck. Mm. And I think you just need to really balance your expectations based on so many um, unforeseen situations that could come out Mm. of, um, of your journey. So good. I love that you said just have those couple of people, because I think sometimes we don't go for the things that we know we need to, because we're looking for the validation of it all people or everyone or the one person who might be a voice of like "Eh, are you sure that's a good idea you know that can totally derail us and so having and and deciding ahead of time like okay who are the voices that I listen to right now who are my go-tos and keeping that to a small circle is such a helpful helpful practice and discipline that 
I think we just don't, it's so simple, but I just don't think we always think about it because the voices that might be negative or discouraging can seem so much louder unless we say, but that's not one of my designated voices that I listen to in this season or that I'm leaning into. And so I have to lean into the couple of supporters and people who have my back. And maybe that's what that looks like when it comes to a big goal like this. So that's just a really great, basic, simple, and doable piece of advice. So listeners, take note. (laughs) Liz, thank you so much for sharing your story and your adventure and really putting yourself out there and doing this to make an impact and to, I think really you've inspired so many women to find unique ways to use their abilities, whether that's running or music or something else to make a difference for others, to set big goals, to go for big dreams, even if it seems completely different from what they're used to or outside their comfort zone. So thank you for being an inspiration. Thank you for sharing your story. Where can everyone find you if they want to follow your journey as you wrap up this 30 marathons in 30 countries before you turn 30? Yes. So my project is called Run to Reach. So you can find me on Instagram. I post quite a lot on there. Um, R-U-N-T-O-R-E-A-C-H. And my website is runtoreach.com, where you can again find all the information if you'd like to support in any ways too. I'd be forever grateful and um yeah that's that's basically and on facebook too it's run to reach awesome liz thank you so much for your time and it was such an honor to get to chat with you and hear your story and i just know it's going to inspire so many people yeah thank you so much for having me on again i'd love to hear from you it makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content. And it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit jordanleedooley.com. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.